so it's a pleasure being here once again, brethren. And all the glory go to King Jesus for having us all here, being able to listen again to my segments. And I do hope that my segments are able to bring clarity and to actually bring about that level of understanding to persons who might struggle, you know, with certain topic areas. So brethren, all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible only. And today, I would like to speak on misplaced affection. It's a highway that leads always to eventual destruction. So, I'll start. Brethren, we often repeat the following. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And many of us are even willing to change a few things here and there in our lives. However, beyond a few simple changes, most Christians continue to operate in the same manner as they did before they were born again. This is so because their affections are still being set on things of this life. And therein lies the problem. Now, this we must never forget. The object of one's affection will always determine one's final destination. Now, let us consider Moses' life to see what we can learn therefrom. The following quotation, therefore, is indeed relevant to the topic under review. And that is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 to 26, which states, By faith, Moses, when he was come to yours, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So I just read from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 to 26. So from the scriptures that I just read, brethren, one can readily see that Moses' affection was not set upon earthly things. Like Abraham, who had the potential and privilege to establish a great empire in Palestine, but opted instead for a city that had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Moses abandoned personal fame and much worldly acclaim and chose instead to suffer with the people of God. This noble position was taken by him because his affection was set on things eternal rather than on things temporal. And time since, the importance of the focus of one's affection is highlighted by the fact that it determines the quality of one's choice. This fact, the following quote surely substantiates 
which is Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 7, which states, If ye then be risen with Christ, see those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concoptions, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things the sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. So that is Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. So, brethren, as I come to a close, the scriptures shared today is very straightforward and needs no further explanation and can be summarized in the following statements. So I'll summarize it by stating, if one's affection is earthbound, one can be sure of God's damnation. However, if our Lord we really love, or our affection will be set on things above. Brethren, you should never forget that the majority of the Israelites that came out of Egyptian bondage ultimately perished in the wilderness because their hearts were set on the things of Egypt. And many precious saints are out of the way today simply because their affections are set on things temporal rather than on things eternal. Yes, brethren. The goal and path you choose will determine whether you win or lose. So before I come to an end, brethren, may I humbly remind you that the invitation to come to the marriage supper of the Lamb has been extended to all. However, the responsibility to be ready to a great extent depends on the attitude and obedience of each individual. This fact has been made abundantly clear by these texts found in Matthew chapter 22 verses 11 to 14, Mark chapter 13 verses 34 to 37, and Luke chapter 21 verses 34 to 36. Therefore, my brethren, those who pursue riches at the expense of their soul's salvation should always ponder the following question. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So that was Mark chapter 8 verse 36. Brethren, we all know the answer. Therefore, I humbly call upon you to conduct all your earthly endeavors in the light of the hereafter and heed the admonitions and instructions given to us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. And know that it will be well with you now as well as in the hereafter. 
if you would but set your affections on things eternal rather than on things temporal. For the world and all its lust shall soon pass away, but those who do the will of God shall abide forever. So, in light of what was shared today, therefore, I humbly pray that we would set our affections on things eternal and so escape the destruction that is inextricably linked to world, to worldly affection. So, that's the end of my segment today, brethren. Very short and sweet. And I will be live next week again. So, do look out for me, brethren. Have a safe and productive week. Remember that Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. And bless. So bye for now, brethren.